Thank you for listening to One Blunt Woman. I'm Wanda Means. I am back from Arizona, back from the amazing sun. Hi, Kevin. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Welcome back. I am great. I had a good time hanging out with all those wrestlers in uh, Phoenix. Oh, nice. They have their ready to rumble thing. You ever been to one of those things? No, we were talking about this last week. I've never been. But oh, I mean, so if you want tickets, Randy said he'd be more than happy to get you tickets. All right. So you want to ask me what I did watching the ready to rumble? Uh, yes. I didn't go. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> I just went to Phoenix and hung out and had fun with my friends. Saw a bunch of my college friends. I had a great time. Um, I want to mean... You would have had a better time if you had gone to the Royal Rumble. Just saying. I don't have a comment for that. (laughs) (laughs) I want to mean... I am the author of my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret, and the author of my blog, Jesus Divorced and Over 40. You can find my book on Amazon.com or my website, WandaMeans.com. So thank you for tuning in to listen. The first segment is Me and My Mouth, also known as Storytime where I pick a hot topic and I give my opinion. I get that opinions are like assholes and everyone has one, but mine tends to be, I've been called the asshole whisperer, so. <laughs> the self-proclaimed asshole whisperer? Self-proclaimed. Oh, <laughs> many people call me that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. That's so true. I'm adding a new section uh, to this first section of me in my mouth. I'm just, going to call, I'm just going to call it Wanda's Epic Parenting Failure Report. Aww. I feel like every week I fail as a parent. Why would you say that? Well... Last your, night, your kids are awesome. Well, okay, so they are awesome. But last night, my youngest, God, gotta love him. He, um, mom, where's your hair dryer? I'm like, why? <laughs> yeah, I would, be, I'd be curious to know. So he goes and gets the hair dryer. He brings it in my bedroom and starts blowing it at the dog. And I'm like, what the fuck, Robert? You don't <laughs> blow a hair dryer at a dog. He's like, well, it's funny. I go, no, it's not. And he just looks at me, and I'm like, you're a little asshole. This behavior is going to stop. It's a little bit funny. <sighs> of course you think it's funny. You're, <laughs> you peaked. Clearly, you peaked in middle school, Kevin. Uh, yes. Because this is what I, you think that's funny. That is such <laughs> middle school behavior. So he, um, so we're having a discussion. Can't and, both be true. Uh, I guess. So we're having a discussion, and he says, you know, Mom, girls shouldn't masturbate. I'm like, what the hell? Where do you come up How with this crap? How do you discern crap? that? What yeah. do you mean girls shouldn't masturbate? Well, because um, only boys should do it. And I'm just looking at him. I'm like, you're an idiot. And he says, oh, I'm just kidding, mom. I'm just being a sexist. What? <laughs> well, I mean, the terminology would be correct. That's applicable. I'm like, where do you... I th- honestly, I think he's just trying to get a rise out of me because he knows my whole mission in life, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, Robert, what's your definition of a sexist? And he says, oh... You know, girls can't do what guys can do. Oh, God. He's totally just saying, he's just ribbing you. He is totally just ribbing me. And Lizzie's sitting there, and Lizzie wants to beat the shit out of him, and I want to beat him. And I'm like, Robert, what, I, is he trying to be funny? Yeah. He's being funny. After getting out of the car the other day? It's a little funny. So he gets in bed with me last night. And, of course, he puts pillows between us because he's 12 now. He's like, <laughs> oh, now he's Mr. And he, cool. And he's Mr. Cool. And he's, adult. Yeah. he's like, well, I'm just going to be here for just a little bit. Okay, mom? I'm like, whatever, dude. And we start watching First Man. Have you seen it? No. It's I really with, want to. Uh, Ryan Gosling? Ryan Gosling. He plays Neil Armstrong. And he's, you know, he lands on the moon. Well, it was fascinating because they have them get in the Gemini, the little thing that they get into, the little spaceship they get into. And it's made from, you know, in the 60s. And... And you hear the metal clanking, and you and they're shooting out to space, and they just show the look on their face like, what am I doing? 
why am I in this? Second thoughts, yeah. Second thoughts, you know, fast forward 50 years and we've obviously come a long way. So, um, but it was interesting because Robert auditioned to play his son in the movie. Oh, really? Uh-huh. This was two years ago. And That's he, pretty cool. Yeah. He, um, so when the little boy was reading his lines, Robert was saying the lines before he said them. And then he went and shook his hand and he did all the things and exactly how his lines were in the audition is what this little boy did in the movie. I was like, well, that's weird, Robert. Was he like, sitting there thinking like, I could totally could have done this Yeah, better. he's like, he yeah. had, Robert had the lines down before we before they came on, on in the movie. And I was like, that's pretty cool. You know, this whole kid acting gig thing, I, t- it's such a waste of time. I mean, he just... We went on audition after audition, and is it the luck of the draw or whatever? And I am the farthest thing from a stage mom, and I'm sure you know this about me. But all these moms show up to all these auditions, and I'm finally like, "Are we done with this episode of our life?" Because I'm just kind of done. Yeah, but it's cool that he's got to drive for it. I mean, my brother does that, and I understand that. Yeah, I he mean, just he goes on auditions a, all the time, and still? you get turned down all. Oh, the time. he's in LA, right? Yeah. So, but he's I, 30 now. I mean, and he's does Robert's he get, only 12. Does he, <laughs> He gets commercial books and stuff like okay, that, but so nothing, gets jobs. you know. So Robert says, Mom, I'm just kind of done with it. I just want to be a YouTube sensation. I'm like, okay. Honestly, that's pretty smart. He could totally be a YouTube sensation. Well, he's got 100 subscribers, so he's got a long ways to go. Well, that's a good start. Go on to YouTube, Robert Means. 100 he's subscribers, hilarious. 12? He's good. actually very funny. But 13, he, whatever. He did get some net job, reach out to him and say, hey, let's meet. And Robert's like, I don't think so. Fuck no, yeah. You want to piss me off? Yeah, you may. <laughs> so I'm kind of proud of Robert because he immediately goes, yeah, I don't think so, dude. He's like, oh, I go to Hillcrest High School right down the street from you. And I'm just like, oh. Nope. No, no, no. Let's move to my weekly pedophile report, which we are changing to the MVP That's report. That's right. Most vile pedophile mm-hmm. or pervert. Oh, yeah, pervert. Sundance has a movie on Michael Jackson. Yeah. Did you see this? Yeah, I, I heard that they had it. I, haven't, I mean, I would say I haven't Different seen people. It, it's a documentary. Of course, his family says it's like a lynching mob. What do they say lynching mob for a black dude? I mean, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're going to get all kinds of shit when you say it like that. Yeah. So it's not a lynching mob if you are a pedophile and you did lure in children and do things to them. Do you think it was a pedophile? Well, he... They had a couple guys in the documentary telling very different stories, but pretty much the same story, you know? Like did they say he actually same setup. did anything? I know like he did things that he had shit, done but. to one, he had done to the other, and unless they corroborated the whole thing. I don't know. They could have, but... But was it illegal stuff or just weird shit? Weird stuff. I haven't seen the documentary because I didn't go to Sundance. I went to Phoenix, remember? Oh, right. Just kidding. <laughs> I um, didn't go either. So... And so this really disturbs me because I, I wonder what he did. And maybe sometimes, remember when I talked about Jared, what's his name? Not Kushner. Vogel. Vo, Vogel. <laughs> not Jared Kushner. He's yeah. not a pedophile. <laughs> no, the subway guy. The subway guy. And it said that, you know, he, he peaked at like 13 years old. The only one of girls that were 13 because I think their mentality peaks at that age. And something obviously happened like that whole term arrested development where something traumatic happens at a certain age and you really never grow past that age you get stuck so it makes you wonder if Michael Jackson was literally stuck at that age and I kind of think so I mean I think it's possible it's 
it is possible. I haven't seen the uh, the documentary yet because obviously it just came out at Sundance. And oh my God, they said film critics were in there and every one of them was like, that had been going to Sundance for years and years and years, couldn't, were in such shock afterwards. They didn't know what to say. And you're thinking, well, I like Michael Jackson because The Man in the Mirror was my favorite song or I grew up to Thriller or whatever. And wow, so now he's a pedophile. So now you have to go back and think to yourself, is it okay that I like his music? That it reminded me of my oh, childhood? Oh, yes, just like I did with Kevin Spacey movies. But, <laughs> I mean, uh, Mark, the producer Mark Ronson was on Howard Stern this week, and uh-huh. he grew up around a bunch of famous music people, and so he knew Michael Jackson when he was a kid. Yeah. And Michael Jackson always wanted to hang out with him and other kids, he said. But he he claimed, he's like, I never got the vibe that he wanted, that it was anything sexual. He just, like, felt like a kid trapped in a man's body and just always wanted to be around kids. Well, I'm maybe like, that's kids, interesting. So I think I people want to be around know. kids because they're not judgmental. And adults are. Yeah. So they maybe it's a safe zone. Yes, I'm not saying he ever touched them sexually. I don't know. I Obviously, I wasn't there. But if he did, oh God. Yeah, I just don't know. It does creep me out. No matter what, he's creepy. Even if, you know, that's just, that's a fact. Even if he didn't do anything illegal, he's creepy, dude. Makes you wonder. So that was a pretty benign MVP report, don't you think? Very. I wasn't going to bring out some. I, there were a couple of weirdos. I'll talk about them next week. Very mild. So last night... Two in the morning, I hear my door beep. Do you have, do you have an alarm in your house? No. Oh, actually, I do. It's just a noisemaker, though. It's not attached to anything, you know. Doesn't call oh, the it's cops a noisemaker. Yeah. No, so like my alarm, you can you can set you can set it where when a door opens, beep beep. Mm-hmm. So at two in the morning, when you hear that, yeah, freaks you out. Freaks you out. So um, somebody tried to get in my house. I've got my kids with me, and I panicked. I called nine one one, and that sweet. Shout out to Dallas police. Really impressed with what they did for me. Uh, they, um, she sent five police people to my house. One woman, four men, and they scoured. And you don't have a gun. I don't have a gun. I don't have anything. So um, I locked my room with my son in it, and then my girls were in their room, and I heard shuffling downstairs. Oh, my God, Kevin, I freaked out. Yeah, it's extremely Especially scary. Especially after my neighbor died, although I think that that was an accidental overdose. But still... But still, um, a lot I of am, action in your neighborhood. I know, right? I am kind of close to the hood. <laughs> right. So um, I was a little scared. So I'm texting my neighbor at two in the morning. Are you up? Please be up. I'm scared. Anyway, so the police came and they looked through. And so I guess what he must have he. You always assume it's a he. Just presume. That's yeah. just bad. That's me being sexist, like my son. <laughs> Goes both ways, Robert. It's reverse, yeah. So um, he um, or the person in and out. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm scared. So the person. I mean, there was definitely someone in your house from what you're telling me, which is something weird happened. That's really scary shit. I don't know. So um, I I freaked out and I thought. I mean, I what am I gonna do? I'm in my pajamas, which is a tank top and little short. Like, what am I gonna confront him? Ooh, don't you gonna wish you had a me. gun? What? Didn't you kind of wish you had a gun? No. Well, maybe. I don't know. It it's, always makes me feel a little bit better when I'm scared or I hear a noise or some shit that I'm like, well, at least the gun is right here by my bed. Have you ever had anyone break into your house? No, no, no. Your cars? cars? I mean, I've had that happen. Elise had her, she, her car was broken into and they stole all her shit. So did it happen in front in your driveway? It happened in a, uh, she was a teacher at a private school. It happened in the parking lot. Ugh. In the middle of the day. Ugh, that's so scary. Really so, weird. Yeah. That's how my day started today. I know, and then I wake up, and I've got two doctor's appointment, new dentist. I bit his thumb when he stuck it in my mouth. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever bit your dentist? No. It was just a reaction. To like, oh. He's like, ow. I was like, 
oh my god, I'm so sorry, I bit you. <laughs> this has never happened before. So not usually. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I was so embarrassed. And then I pick up my phone to start texting Randy to say I bit the dentist, and he goes, "Are you texting?" And I thought he said, "Are you sexting?" And I said. No, I'm not sexting. And he just started laughing. He must think I'm a total pervert. Were you on the gas at that <laughs> I time? I don't know. I hate the fucking dentist. Although he's really nice. Don't get me wrong. I just hate the whole experience of it. Me too. Totally hate it. I know. So, uh, and then I go to my gynecologist and she's like, okay, Wanda, step on the scale. I'm like, I'm not stepping on the scale. Okay. <laughs> great doctor. They don't even weigh me because yeah, I'm like, great. I'm not going to let you weigh me. So now that I'm almost 50, I have to get a colonoscopy. Oh, you've never had one? No, have you? No. My girlfriend's had two, though. So for some reason, I always think people... And I have a history of colon cancer in my family. My grandfather died. Right, so you should get one young. So I tried, yeah, but they said, no, you're still too young. Like, you gotta wait. They say 45 and above. Yeah. Maybe we should have my next podcast at the doctor getting my colonoscopy. (laughs) That's a registering remote. Do you think that would be fun? (laughs) Would you like to be there? And you could be on the tail end of things. Sure. Bada bump bump. That was funny. <laughs> oh, <all right. laughs> oh my god! Keep I that didn't even get it. I thought you would get that one. Sorry. So, um, or you can go to my mammogram with me. I'm like, why do I have to do all this shit? I don't want to do this. My stuff. responses have bottomed out right now. I apologize. Okay. Well, yeah. So, you've never had a mammogram, although I think do some men do get them. If you have a lump, you totally have to get one. No, I don't have it. It's it's so funny because my gynecologist like men will have to do it. If you feel like a lump, then you have to go in and get the the mammogram. Right. So my gynecologist, I, I grew up with her. We went to junior high together. And it's always, all, we play basketball together. We shared a locker together in junior high. She's filling me up. It's so awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and then so she. Nice. So doctors now, whenever they um, give you your pap smear, they have to have the nurse in there for obvious reasons, liability reasons and whatnot. So uh, she can't right. be accused of anything or, or any doctor can be accused of anything. Yeah. And so her nurse comes in and Julie starts laughing when she puts that thing in me because I start squirming and making a funny noise. <laughs> Doesn't I go, everybody do that? I go, Julie, that's not very professional of you to be laughing at, during my exam. And she goes, Wanda, you're the only patient I laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> it's always awkward going to your gynecologist who is your friend from over 30 years ago or more. I'm just like, God, it's not comfortable. So what they do is you get in the stirrups and they put this clamp thing in you and they literally open up your cervix and they literally the speculum. They, Why do they I know swab that? it and they just take out. I'm like, Ugh. it's not comfortable. And since you're a man, you wouldn't know. But I'm going to tell you, oh, you wait. Go. I'm only a couple years away from getting the finger in my ass. Yeah, I was about though. to say, you, th- that's coming. Yeah, I got the prostate check coming up. So, you know. Ugh, I know. So Julie said, so Dr. Haygood, for those listening, you should go to her. She's an awesome gynecologist and obstetrician. Julie Haygood? Yeah. I think she's been in here before. I think she was a she, guest no, on Toby's show. She came on Toby's show. She told That's me this. Right. So Julie is my... Um, Small world. She didn't deliver any of my babies because the other doctors, because she had just started uh, in the partnership. But she, I love her. And so she did tell me she was on Toby's. She said she would come in so we could talk about talking to girls about masturbation. Because she's got, you know, teenagers that come in that start ovulating yeah. or menstruating and whatnot. And you have to have real serious conversations. And so Julie and I were talking about this today. And I said, do you talk to girls about, you know, I'm sure she talks about STDs and all other kinds of things. She's, you know, honestly, Wanda, I don't really talk about masturbation that much unless it gets brought up. And I said, well, I really want you to come on the show because I want a doctor's perspective on, um, you know, talking to teenage girls about masturbating. According to Robert, they shouldn't do it. And she knows you, so she knows it's going to be a different experience. Than yes, I know. Well, then, to- I, I'm sure. But she said they talked about menopause or something else. I, I'm not sure. Um, but she said she would gladly come on. She's a fabulous um, doctor. 
So this week is the um, Super Bowl, right? Yes. Oh, do you, ever, do you ever want to take a break? By the way, we're like 16 minutes in. Oh, we are? Yeah. There's so much to talk about. We can, we can do your Super Bowl story and then go to break. We can do my Super Bowl story when we come back. All right. I want to meet one blood woman. Thank you for listening. I'll be right back. We're going to talk about why is Whataburger a religion in Texas? One Blunt Woman, and I was just about to talk about a cheer competition that I went to the other day. And Have you been to one of those cheer competitions? You mean like I'm Bring It On? I don't know what that means. The movie, Bring It On. Oh, I don't think I saw that. Uh, no, I've never been to one. But like, there's like thousands oh, wait, of yeah, cheerleaders I have, I have, yeah. and like multiple thousands of parents and family that come watch these things. Like, they're so big, they have to do them at like at a convention center. Yeah, I went to, I so, went once and it was in Major T's because it was all like young girls. And I'm like, I thought it was going to be like high school uh, chicks. God, it is high school girls. It wasn't when I oh, went. Oh, like you went really, to like 12-year-old mm-hmm. pervert. Stay away from children. <laughs> I didn't want to go watch that. So my nephew is a, a, bo- a guy, obviously, and I guess they need guys to like hold them or hoist them or, or hold a flag or whatever they do as part of the cheer competition. So my, my daughter and I went and watched him last week. And those kids are pretty talented. Yeah, it's impressive. There were a lot of people there. I gave the state of Texas fifty dollars for two tickets for to watch a no joke three and a half minute performance. I know, right? They're making a That's lot of really money. Really impressive. That's like print money. So then, as I'm thinking about doing that, I'm looking at all these parents, and you know, I think hockey parents are bad. I can only imagine how bad. When I say bad, you know, crazy over the top. I can only imagine how crazy over the top the cheerleading parents are. So, and then I'm watching the news today, and. First ever time at the Super Bowl, they are having female uh, male cheerleaders. Yeah, yeah. The Rams that. have male cheerleaders, and these guys are like they're just like dancers. They're like so talented. Did you make a post about this on Facebook or something? I don't think so. Someone posted about this. Someone. I saw about the male cheerleaders. Yeah, I'm pretty impressed that they do that. So when we went and saw the cheer competition, we were leaving, and we were in Fort Worth, so it's a good haul drive, 45 minutes. And Lizzie goes, "Mom, can we stop and get a shake?" And I said, "Sure." So we pull into a water burger in East Fort Worth, which is kind of an interesting part of town. And um, have you ever been to East that part of town? I have. Yeah. yeah. My brother used to live in Fort Worth, so he used to be out there a lot. Yeah. So um, there are parts that are better than others. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. Yeah, you know. So we pull into this water burger, and I thought, "Oh my god, I just want to shake." Just get in, get out. And we were there for 30 minutes. They always have a long... I mean, their what, drive-thru just takes a long time What is it no with Whataburger? Why is it such an obsession? I didn't even go through the drive-thru because I'm like, there's no way I'm doing that. Why is Whataburger a religion in Texas? You went inside and it, was a, it took that long? Yes! Holy shit. I was so annoyed. But I don't understand. What is it with Whataburger? Just, please tell me. Like, my son... Is so obsessed with it. We had to get him one of those big Yeti coolers, but it's a Waterburger one. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So we could take it to school <laughs> in Florida because, oh, mom, I'm so cool because I don't have a Yeti Waterburger thing. Uh, explain to me the religion of it. 
It's just really, I mean, it's, it's uh, a cut above when it comes to fast food. And it's unique to here. So if you've been away from it for a long time, it's, I mean, it's especially great. But I, I, I totally understand it. Everything is slightly better quality than, a, you know, a regular chain like a McDonald's or a Wendy's or shit like that. They have you all brainwashed. Oh, it's so good. I, 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 I suppose you're going to say Bluebell's the best ice cream, too. Absolutely. Oh, my God. I go to Whataburger for breakfast probably four <laughs> times a week. I, I mean, Really? Yeah. Jalapeno cheddar biscuit with sausage and egg oh my or God. taquito. Okay. Oh, so All right, good. so you're just a typical kid, even though you're a grown man. Oh, yes. yes. Getting, still getting your Whataburger fix. Absolutely. I don't God, get it. I, but you're I'm making gonna, me really want Whataburger okay, right now. I don't, I don't get it, but I'm going to go out with it. So last week, I was called a bully. Have you ever been called a bully? Um, I don't think so. I was never a bully, but I hung out with kids who were bullies in high school. I was like the guy that you hate even more who would be laughing at the bully. I'm just doing, making fun of kids. Yeah, okay, so a bully, definition of a bully is someone who uh, was mean to other people um, because I she wasn't doing her job, and I said, you're not doing your job, you didn't do it, but now you, you got to step up and get it done because- At Whataburger? This was not at Waterbury. Oh, sorry. But that's funny. I didn't know it was That's a good segue. Was. <laughs> no, it was, it was a real estate deal, and she dropped the ball, and I said, well, and then she started giving me excuses, because I'm like, well, I can't worry about 45 days ago. I can only worry about today, and so we just got to get this going, get this done. She goes, well, you're bullying me. <laughs> and I'm like, why are you a bully if you call someone out for doing for not doing their job. What are you supposed to say to someone that didn't do their job that costing that is costing people money and not be called a bully? I hate this term, but it sounds she sounds very snowflakeish. Yeah, she is. And I just I got so frustrated because I'm like, fuck it. I go, I just, I just finally I just said, what what why do we go to that term automatically? And so many people use that term so loosely nowadays. Well, he bullied me and there is a lot of bullying going on. Don't get me wrong, but if you're going to call someone out for if you're not going to do your job, your defense is you're bullying me. I don't hear a lot of adults talking about it in reference to other adults. 50-year-old woman. Yeah, so yeah, that that is I I was shocked. <sighs> I I don't get it. Have you heard the term um race hustler? No. No, I'm not familiar. So I just learned this term the other day. It's um, it is someone who calls attention to racial inequality that they think it no longer exists. In other words, they have an agenda. Of course, they're saying like Bill O'Reilly, his kind of group, kind of coined the phrase. I don't get it. Yeah, I don't really understand the. I mean, I'm getting what it's. I I get the definition, but I don't understand that. But to me, a hustler is right, right, right. Exactly what I'm saying. What I'm saying. It's not um, a flattering term of what you'd want to be. Right. My dad called me a hustler once. I was so pissed, like because I was in sales. Oh, I was like, I don't get that at all. I'm like, really? Like you're gonna call me? I, I just. I was so pissed. I, I think it's a bad term. So I think there's people out there that want, you know, obviously there's racial inequality. And so th- so they're just stirring. Why don't they just call them pot stirrers? I think it's a pot stirrer, a race hustler. Oh, that makes way more sense. Race, race hustler doesn't make any sense to me. Like, I, th- I thought that was someone who, like, sold people or some shit or, like, a trafficking, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, speaking of trafficking, or Super Bowl weekend, scams people are like, I don't, I don't know, but race hustler to me for that in that context doesn't make any sense. It's a new term I learned. I think now I'm going to be much more aware of it when I see someone with their agenda. Makes you wonder. 
but you just said sex trafficking this weekend, Super Bowl, biggest, biggest weekend, weekend yeah. for sex trafficking. So if you're out and you see a, uh, an older man with a younger girl, doesn't look right, she looks afraid and she doesn't talk and he does all the talking and something doesn't look right, please call someone. Please report it. Call the police. Call, like a lot of it's going on at the airports. They have flight attendants who find this stuff and they'll see a young girl with an older guy and it just doesn't look right. <laughs> Would you hate to be that grandfather though with his like, oh, well, that is granddaughter true. who gets taken aside <laughs> <answering> questions? <laughs> well, when Randy was in Europe, he got pulled aside when he was traveling to London with his daughter. They literally really? separated them because Randy's 53 and his daughter's 13 and you know he had children later and he looks older so it didn't jive yep and their mother is brazilian so the daughter favors the mother and randy's as white as they come <laughs> and he i mean but part of him is like they're just doing their job you know they pull the sun they sure, ask like, simple questions like what kind of car does your dad take you to school in the morning and if you can't answer that simple basic question then it's a huge yep. red flag. And obviously they passed. But, but somebody told me a very similar story recently about an older guy who's in his 60s who has a much younger girlfriend. Oh, and, like th- and, and they, they thought they she the was... Same thing. Yep, and they separated them at the emergency room. And they really? Yep, and, they they and they questioned him. Okay. <laughs> I got to tell you, I can't imagine fucking someone 40 years younger than me. I just can't do it. Or older. Ugh. Well, me either, but Some I'm not even do 40. That. So speaking of things that I find odd, I was watching Dr. Phil the other day and um, they had women on who um, <laughs> date men who are in prison. So you've heard of this before. Mm-hmm. So they, they now have these dating apps. So this is what I want to talk about in this segment. The dating apps that if you want to date someone in prison, I'm going to give you ideas. <laughs> oh my God. Apps to go to. So this one woman, there's, I kid you not, it's called goodprisoners.com. So they were interviewing this woman and of course he wasn't on TV because he's in prison and he still has like 12 more years to go in there for shooting people. Didn't kill anyone. He just shot him. And um, she says, oh, we want to have kids. It can be difficult being married to someone in prison. You know, I do dream of a more traditional marriage. I mean, they actually got married in prison. She, she has to find some appeal in the concept of having a significant other that's incarcerated, though, I would think. Yeah, and it's he almost says, like a control thing or some shit. I don't, but they've had a couple of conjugal visits. So, and she's like, "Oh, we could raise kids in here. You know, it's 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 the the waiting area, the family area is safe. Like." Yes. That is not a good place to take kids Those to. Those are memories you want your kids to fucking have of their upbringing. Is but she met him prison. in prison on a website, a dating website. Good prisoners. Now, it's funny that they have goodprisoners.com because there's others <laughs> that may not. I know, right? It's called uh, meet realscumbags.com. <laughs> Meetaninmate.com. Loveaprisoner.com. These are just so good. Write a prisoner. Dot com inmate classified which on inmate classified they have a feature profile where you could highlight yourself so you can get more people looking at you like how do you highlight yourself how do these prisoners have so much time on a computer or an app to even fuck around with this stuff well i'm sure they don't have cell phones but the, kevin there there uh, there's a 12 sites on here and i've talked about dating sites before but now we can go to prisoner specific and there's even a woman one it's called uh, womenbehindbars.com Here's a good one. Inmatepassions.com. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Dating prisoners. That's hot. 
inmate mingle. I'm not making this up. I'm looking at this stuff and all I could think to myself is there's what 2.3 million incarcerated people in the US right now. How many lonely women out there this is where they turn to to find someone. And I'm sure there's plenty of people. Maybe it's not a lonely issue though is what I'm saying. Okay, then what Maybe is they it? like a, a perceived um well I mean, it wouldn't even be perceived it would be an actual level of control, you know what I mean? Like a guy who they always have right where they want them. You know, oh. it's like a control thing. Like you're in complete control of that relationship. Being Even the though you're in prison, on the outside. No, the person in prison is the one who's not in control. I'm saying a female has this. Oh, the woman of likes con- the control, yes. of having control over the guy. Okay, yes. I believe that. Well, they did do. Um, there's like a prototype, not a part, a stereotype of women who date prisoners, and I think the control thing got brought up, and the bad boy thing, and. Not that too. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So they like, I, I can't imagine. I mean, even Match.com has, you can be in prison and meet someone on Match.com. I, for one, that is. You can be in prison and have a Match.com? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. I didn't know that. <laughs> well, it's the same. Meet an inmate.com, loveaprisoner.com, goodprisoners.com. But those are like pay services, I th- you know? I mean, I thought it would have a more extensive vetting process. Well, no, you just tell them. But 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 when I looked up, when I did my research on this and why the hell I'm doing research on prisoners dating, because I feel like I should give opportunities <laughs> yeah, to everyone right. out there that listens to my podcast. A question for another time. And some people, you know, remember the the data uh, baby daddy? Remember that whole, all those mm-hmm. websites that I talked about? There's mm-hmm. so many and of those. And data rich, yeah, the sugar daddy the bullshit. The sugar daddy or, one. Yeah, 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 totally. Well, the worst is there's 100,000 pedophile uh, child porn sites out there. Oh, it just makes me ill. Ugh. I heard a bunch of that going through our best of tapes, which, by the way, you should mention to our listeners. You can are going to be available soon. You know, there oh, thirteen yes. episodes handpicked by us that are you know. So I picked the top thirteen best. Um, you and I picked, and I actually had a couple of listeners tell me what they thought were some of their favorite ones, and we went through and we've highlighted them, and it's the best of, and there's thirteen of them because I couldn't do the top ten. <laughs> why, yeah. why be normal? Exactly, I top love thirteen. That. But they're even abridged. Anything else, you know, from the old days when we've done a bunch of different networks, but all like commercials and everything else have all been taken out and all, you know, compressed into a nice little best of package. Shorter. So um, yep. Yeah. So you can listen to those. So all my original stuff is called One Blunt Woman, the original tapes. Kevin came up with that. I like that name, the original tapes. Oh, thank and you. And then um, my new stuff is, well, my new stuff. Since I have partnered with Yay Networks, and Yay Networks is the parent company of Kid Nation. Kid Nation is Kiss FM, 106.1 here in Dallas. Kid it's nat- Show. The Kid Craddock Show. It's nationally syndicated, and um, iHeartMedia plays it, right? So I partner with Yay Networks, their parent company, and I'm excited about the venture. I am. I so the best cool. of. Best of. And you'll be able to find the new episodes under the original One Blood Woman title. Yes. Um, everything we've done up until then, the original tapes, but... You go to iTunes anywhere and search One Blood Woman, both should pop up, no problem. So with that, I think I'm going to cut bait. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize how long it's we've been. It's been a long <laughs> week yeah. after being called a bully and being almost robbed. I just think I need to take a breather. Yeah, you got to be exhausted. Going to Austin this weekend to deal with um, asshole hockey parents. That's another story. I'll be telling that story later. I'm Wanda Means. I'm the author of my book, The Shelf Life of a Secret, and the author of my blog, Jesus Divorce and Over 40. And I am going to leave you with this. Mistakes make us human. Failures help us grow. Hope keeps us going. And love is the reason we are alive. Keep learning, 
loving, and living. Thank you for listening to One Blot Woman. Every Friday at 10 a.m. Oh, 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 o